it was there about 3.30. And you'll understand the purpose of this ministry. And prayerfully, you'll understand the purpose better as you walk out your own ministry, you walk out your own uh, purpose that God has for your life. Here's the email. It says, Dr. Erica, Sister Erica, I don't know exactly which one to call you. You see, today, I was trying so hard to understand, to see the reason why I'm on this earth. Tonight, as I sat in my room and thought about my life and where my life has gone and come, I came to the conclusion that I'm a wasted life of God and I have no reason to be here on this earth. You see, I am married to a beautiful woman. We have a beautiful daughter, but I came close to killing both of them last night. As I was sitting on my living room sofa, I prayed to God. Tears began to roll down my face. I asked God for forgiveness that I was not a good enough soul to be living on this earth. All of a sudden, I heard this voice. I don't even know you. And you were talking about uncertainty. And you were saying all this stuff about God. And then I saw, as I turned to find out where this voice was coming from, I saw that your voice was speaking from my iPad. All of a sudden, I heard this commanding voice say, in the name of Jesus, uncertainty, go, go, right now, get out. I looked around, and there was no one there but your commanding voice was coming out of my iPad and something deep within me came up and out of me. When I was able to get up from off my knees where I had been thrown, I ran and got my wife, told her what had happened. Then after we cleaned up the mess, and it was a mess, I told her what had happened. Somehow, I thought my iPad had opened up on YouTube, and there you were. I am a decorated career soldier and a businessman. I weigh over 200 pounds, and I'm six feet three inches tall. I also am a mixed martial artist for the U.S. Army Olympic team. Nothing knocks me off my feet, but the power of your voice did. My wife had contacted you for prayer, 
but I refuse to listen to her. Now I realize through God's mercy that I need your help, Lieutenant Colonel Pennington, Bethesda, Maryland. And then he went on. So I read that about three times. And I called him up early this morning. And I asked him, was all that true? And I asked his wife, did she know? She said that she knew something was wrong, that she had been through deliverance, and she listens to the tailline up there in Maryland. She said, but her husband has such a um, sensitive job that he had almost became like his own God. He didn't want to listen. So I said, okay. She said, will you help us? I said, yes. She said, well, we're going to catch a military flight into um, Chattanooga, and we'll be there this weekend. I said, okay. You see, after I got off the phone with her, I, I sat there and I smiled, you know, to God, and I said, God, you really have a sense of humor. Because I had been <clears throat> planning on, I have a little book I wrote, Set Up for a Miracle. And that's what this man, that's what happened to him. But the thing that tore me up in this email was this right here. I'm married to a beautiful woman. We have a beautiful daughter. But I came close to killing both of them last night. You see, brothers and sisters, this tagline is ordained of God. I know it. And God does not want any uncertainty in me. I know that too. But God knows that I'm but human flesh. He knows that. He knows that how fallible I am. He knows that too. And he knows that deep inside of me, I have one desire and that's to see his people set free from the bondage of the devil so when I sat there and I asked God and I was thanking him I said God what what is it what is it that would cause a decorated soul And, 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 and um as I was talking to his wife, you know, she said, I told him about the Tedline Fight Club. And I knew that you had a heart for mixed martial arts. And I knew that you could reach him. I said, God reached him through the iPad. <laughs> through the iPad, brothers and sisters. Just because He called me to a place of humility and 
understanding because he had a soldier over there, a lieutenant colonel, that he wanted to say. Oh, yeah, I asked him if I could use his name. He said, yeah. I said I wouldn't say anything else but his name, you know. And the fact that he's from Bethesda, Maryland. I know that's over there pretty close somewhere. But he's a lieutenant colonel, a light colonel. So I, I, I was talking to God, and God said, that project you were thinking about, you, you, you can't do that. That's not for you. And I, I, I had agonized with one of my close friends about, I didn't have peace about it because God hadn't told me to do it. So then I said, God, I said, what would cause a decorated soldier like that to be on the verge of killing his and and, and I didn't even I didn't, I'm assuming he was gonna kill himself too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but he said specifically he was gonna kill his wife and his daughter. And you know, I have a, a a special place in my heart for soldiers because I, I can't say I was a soldier. I still am a soldier. And I can't say I was an officer. I still am an officer. But you know what, brothers and sisters? Oh, I forgot to put some scriptures to this. Hold on a second. God, you'll give them to me as they come up. God said this to me. See, I don't try to figure out what he said to other people because you're supposed to know what he said to you. You're supposed to know. But that little bit of that little spirit called uncertainty is a bad demon. So when I when I had thought about that, I, I wrote this book whew, twenty years ago. It's a little booklet, and somehow that thing I had put about twenty five, thirty booklets up there to get them ready to publish to see how to work, how they work. But this one was called "Get Rid of Your Sin." Doubt and unbelief. Get rid of your sin, doubt and unbelief. So I, I pulled it back up to read, to, to read it. So I said, God, what would cause a man like that to be in that kind of shape? I wanted to know. And the Lord said, the coronavirus, Erica, causes distorted thinking. I say, what? Mm-hmm. 
He said the, the coronavirus causes distorted thinking. I said, can you help me with this? He said, yeah. He said, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month, I had you teach on ease. And I told, I told you to stay in ease. And I asked you to share with the people to stay in ease. I said, yeah. He said, well, what did the devil do? I said, um, <laughs> he do, he do so much. Help me to understand where you're coming from. That's all. I have to understand simple. He said, what would be the opposite of dis-ease, Erica? I said, I don't know. He said, unease. He said, the devil has infested the whole world with unease through this new coronavirus. He said, through this COVID-19, he said it causes illness. It puts people in unease because it co-joins itself with spirit. And then they open the door, unloosen all manner of evil spirits. But the door, he said, is open to anxiety, panic, and distorted thinking. He said, this virus opens demonic, uh, this virus causes demonic openings. And then those openings present triggers in the minds of virtually everyone who hears about it. And that is more widespread than the virus itself. And that is going to persist long after the virus has passed. He said a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of panic, and spirits that cause distorted thinking. He said, people are worried. When I tell them not to worry, he said, and some of them are so worried that they're panicked and paralyzed by negative spirits there. I said, can you give me an example? He said, yeah. Will I catch it? Will family members die from the infection? How obsessional should I be about washing my hands? How can I be extra cautious? Should I wear a face mask? What about my children? How will this affect me financially? Even if this threat passes, will it happen again? What about next year? The Holy Spirit said the anxiety, panic, and fear triggered by this virus. It's taken many, many forms. Said, but the end result is they becoming distorted and they thinking. He said, that's a trick. 
just another trick. He said, some people are just worried about catching the virus. He said, other people, you can't see them, but I see them. They're experiencing full-blown panic attacks. They're overwhelmed by sudden fear. They're overwhelmed by a sense of impending doom. That now they can put a name on it. Coronavirus. He said, and the, and, the, and, the, and the thing, Erica, I just want you to keep it simple like I've given it to you all this time. Because so many people have developed this persistent sense, like this man, of unease. A brooding he said, just like my spirit hovered over the air, it's hovering. It's hovering. Hopelessness, negativity, cynicism, pessimism, denial, disbelief, and non-belief. He said, the devil is planting seeds in their mind. If we can't control this virus, what else can we not control? Will anything ever be the same? He says some people are developing rejection of all Christian and moral principles. And they believe, they're starting to believe that life is meaningless, like this guy, Erica. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. He said, but that's why I called you to the ministry that heals from the inside to the outside and then from the outside to the inside. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. It is very important that you get rid of your own sin, brothers and sisters. The sin I'm talking about is doubt and unbelief. You must stand firm, strong, resolute on the word of God. That's what you have to do. You got to be confident in God. I'm going to meet the colonel and his family this weekend. You're coming right here to Dalton. And I'm sure they're the, they the first. They're the first group that God is sending. They won't be the last, certainly by no means. Because I explained to you all that God has you in a new place, in newness of life. When things are new, there's an adjustment period. There's a coming into balance kind of thing, you know. I generally say when God sends me into a new town, it takes me about a year just to get familiar with the demons that are there. 
then it takes me about another six, seven, eight months to bring them under subjection. I thank God that he had this soldier call me because we could communicate. I understand his soldier language. He understands mine. But you know what? There's a language that all the soldiers in the army of the Lord are going to have to learn. Because we're in a real war. Your enemy is invisible. But what he does manifest tangibly. You can feel it. You can experience it. Sometimes you can even taste it. And that's not unusual because the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You must be on your alert. Brothers and sisters, you must be on the alert. You never know which way the enemy coming, but you uh, you, you you know you gotta always know he's coming. No, this is different. Somebody text me is just like PTSD. No, this is different. PTSD is usually uh, manifested after the fact. This is in the middle of it. This is in the middle of it. Now, there may be some PTSD. I don't don't know this soldier's background. But a couple of years ago, maybe, I don't know, seven years ago, I was offered a job at at, at the Army Hospital working with some Army psychiatrists. I turned that job down. I didn't want to do it. It would have been it would have meant moving up in that uh area. I didn't want to go up there. I didn't want to go up there. I, I was offered a job at uh, I forget the name of the hospital, but some hospital up there. Oh, thank you, Jose. I was offered a job at Walter Reed Army Hospital. That's where it was. Thank you, Jose. I forgot. Brothers and sisters, I have so much going on. I can't remember everything. And so much has happened daily in Christ. Wes, God wants you out there. God has something in you, Wes Smith, that he is ready to unloose. It has been grueling for you. It has been excruciating for you. But in that, God has developed a deep, deep, deep compassion for men and women in you. In that, God has developed an empathy that is not natural because it is supernatural. Wes Smith, I'm talking to you this morning. And I don't know, I, I don't know, the Holy Ghost just dropped that word. Brothers and sisters, think it not strange. The fiery trials that come to try your faith. You see, God's tests are not like man's tests. I passed that test yesterday. And the fruit of that test is he could 
trust me with this lieutenant colonel, his wife, and his daughter's soul. And he knew I wouldn't let him down. Wherever you at in your walk, whatever you're doing, live according to the word of God. Pass your test. That was a personal test for me. But God got a benefit. And God has a blessing for you in it. Number one, you become more of an overcomer. become more of an overcomer. The more you overcome, the more you can overcome. And understand this. While you're working for God, while you're being tested, there's always going to be a sand ballot. (laughs) Sand ballot. Come down off that wall, Nehemiah. And you're going to have to stand. And you're going to have to still stand. And you're going to have to, after having done all else, still stand. 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 Do you hear me this morning? Stand. I found it unusual, but this guy wanted me to know. He weighed over 200 pounds. He was over six feet three. And don't nothing knock him off his feet. But the Holy Ghost did. (laughs) The Holy Ghost did. Caught him by surprise. Knocked him off his horse. Struck him blind. No, that was Paul there, see. I was talking about Paul. But don't you know, Paul, today is giving, God is giving people those same kind of experiences right here, right now, knocking you off your horse, causing you to be struck blind so that he could send somebody with some eyes out and open up your natural eyes and your spiritual eyes. But you cannot compromise. I think doubt, unbelief, and the next word should be compromise. Why should you let a a spirit bring you into unease? Thank you, Kristen. Mental or spiritual discomfort, such as a vague dissatisfaction, misgiving, look, anxiety, disquiet, Lack of ease. Embarrassment. Stand. Stand. 
understand. That soldier said, I heard your commanding voice, your soldier. But you are soldiers in the army of God, and you're not jelly-back, spineless individuals. You have all of God in you. You have the greater one in you. And God keeps showing you himself. He keeps revealing himself to you. When you're going to see him and believe him? That's what Jesus said. Have you not seen? That's what he said to his disciples. You've been with me all this time? No. No. This is in the middle of it. That's where you want God. You want God in the middle of your situation. You want God in the middle of your circumstance. You, you, you want him forever and ever and ever and in all things and in all ways. That's how you want him. But you definitely got to have him in the middle of it. In the middle of it. That's where you need him, in the middle of it. In the middle of and you and you gotta know for yourself. And you gotta believe for yourself. That when that devil comes, and he's coming because he's already there. He, you know, um I heard um what was that? Linda, Linda Heidler one time say, years ago that she was going to do something and she was saying oh keep the devil out of it away and the Lord told her he's already there waiting for you (laughs) and he is he is but when you come you ought to be packing a full command with you in the person of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and his own Holy Spirit. So, I preached this message one time. I preached it in Boston, Massachusetts. I said, when Jesus said it was finished, and there arose an earthquake, in the natural over the land. I said that the quake shook. It shook because there was darkness in hell and gross darkness. I said, but when Jesus, when Jesus stepped into hell, to open the prison doors and take the keys out of the hands of the devil. Light. Hell lit up. Hell lit up. And it was light and hell because Jesus 
stepped in, opened the prison doors, opened the doors, and all those saints that had died rose up and walked out of hell leaving a trail of darkness in hell. You need Jesus to be in the middle of it, brothers and sisters, in the middle of you, in the middle of whatever's happening with you. Because there is no darkness and there is no failure in Christ Jesus. Hello? Am I on? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming tonight. I got a young man I wanted to introduce you to. We call him Ike Knight. Oh, yeah. I'm a music major.
made the production. I can't hear y'all clapping.
The atmosphere starts changing just for me. I hear the sound of abundance from rain. Then I know my season, my season's gonna change. I see the clouds, I feel the breeze. The atmosphere, God's changing. Of abundance, I know, I know my Come on and say it. I see the clouds, I feel the breeze, we breathe, the atmosphere, I hear the sound of abundance, and I know my season is gotta change. Yes, declare and decree it. Now listen. I know you've been waiting for a long time, waiting for your change to come. Crying out to God, Lord, how long until you heal me of this disease? How long, oh Lord, until you deliver my family from living paycheck to paycheck? But don't you give up? No, no, no. Because God told me to tell you. He heard every prayer you pray. Your help is on the way.
But I gave you what those spirits are. Deal with them. You deal with them. You must exercise your own authority, your own power, your own gifting, your own anointing. If you don't, how are you going to help somebody else? Hallelujah. I'm going to just play a little bit of this, but this is Sister Erica. In the name of Jesus, I thank God for you. Thank God for life, health, and strength. Pray for this ten, huh? That the will of God be done. That's all I need you to pray. That the will of God be done. But that old spiritual song, this morning when I rose, Lord, when I rose, I knew it was going to be all right.
is Erica Shepherd coming to you from under an open heaven in Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church, home of the Ted Line. I'll see you later. <laughs>